Today on the Callahan Podcast, we're going to give our guy Turtle Boy a chance to take a bow. He was right on this story. The Boston Globe was wrong. The Boston Bruins photoshopped the Boston Police Department logo off of a player's T-shirt. And the reason they told Turtle Boy, the reason they did it was to protect this big, bad hockey player from all the negative backlash he would have gotten from uh, from being associated with the Boston police. That is so insane on so many levels. We will talk about it with uh, Turtle Boy. Also, the big tech companies, Facebook and Twitter, aren't even being aren't even subtle about it anymore. They are all in on Team Biden. They are all in on stopping the big bad orange man. Also, uh, um, Turtle Boy doesn't understand why the Kirk Minahan show can't go on without Kirk Minahan. I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Cullinane explain that one to him. It's uh, a little complicated, but Cullinane will give it a shot. All that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you as always by DCU Digital Federal Credit Union. Ooh, what do DCU members? L- love about their free checking accounts? Well, it's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, and no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today. DCU.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Okay, coming in. Uh, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I have this uh, this fear, Colin. Maybe you do too. I have this fear that I, I know I know he's well compensated. I know he gets plenty of peanuts and M and M's, and but I think we created a monster. I think Turtle Boy. I'm surprised his head fits in the screen here. He's getting such a big head. He's become a national figure. Sure. And he just wakes up in the morning and waits for these various national media outlets to credit him. And unlike, unlike local uh, media outlets like the globe or the Worcester telegram, these people are, are perfectly fine crediting turtle boy. And he's just sitting back in his glory Waiting for Tucker to call. That's my sense, right? But he check the, check, check your phone normal. every ten minutes to see if yeah. Tucker's called, right? Yeah, but every he's still just normal guy. Like he's not. He's not. His head hasn't gotten too big yet. He's still fighting with the trolls on Twitter about absolute nonsense. So he's still like one of us. He has. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I'll, I engage with the trolls. Yeah. Here's here's I, what here's what happened at EEI like fifteen years ago, and it's happening with you. Is you're becoming bigger than the globe. And in this case, I guess that includes the Herald, even though that hurts to do is it, back for us um, back in the day, the globe really resented the rise of EEI because they used to set the agenda. They used to be the go-to media source for everybody in town. That's, you know, that's who set the dialogue to quote uh, a great man. They set the dialogue for the city and they became kind of old news, you know, literally, People stopped reading it, stopped crediting it, didn't think anything, and they started listening to WEEI to get the, you know, the day's agenda. I mean, obviously, that doesn't happen anymore. You've seen the numbers remarkably. I thought June was rock bottom for my old radio station. July was worse. July was worse. They are getting their asses kicked by stations I don't. I've never heard of. It's remarkable how how bad things have, how how far they've fallen. And I'm starting to think it's us. We set the dialogue. And in many cases, it's Turtle Boy 
who is setting the dialogue, uh, getting that big story out there that other people are talking about. And the best honor you, I, I could give you, the, 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 the highest compliment I give you is you are annoying the people at the Globe, so much so that a big news story, a national news story, they're ignoring. I just was on their website, and there's nine Bruins stories up there, none of them about the photoshopping of Charlie Coyle's T-shirt, which is a national story, a big, by any definition, a big story, a good story. That's how you get clicks. You know that. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring it because Turtle Boy broke it. And, and, and all these right-wing outlets picked up on it. So that's that's high praise. Well, you know, okay, we did pick on, it up yesterday. Before, before Turtle Boy gives his take, hold on. And we don't need to overreact, Jerry. We don't need to overreact. Yes, we do. Nope, we do not need to overreact to this. Because Turtle Boy is the one who fucked up today. He fucked up my test to make the show better today. I'm going to attempt to make the show better live during this broadcast. Whether it makes the podcast, I don't know. Click that button on your microphone, Jerry. The one that says pattern. Click that button. What? The the microphone, the button on your microphone that says yep. pattern. Did you click it? There's only one button on my microphone, and it's on off. You want me to turn it off? I will. No, no, no turn it back on. You only have one button on that thing? About the One cheap button. version. Let me see. You can't see it. Look that at the microphone look. you told me to buy. Here it is. Here it is. No, turn it around. There's another button like on the back, microphone. dummy. There's a button on the. Click it. Now put it back down. Okay. How's yeah. it sound? That sounds better. Thank you. All right. Oh, what was he saying? We are working with. Uh... I would say morons, but it's only one moron. Dave, Dave Cullinane, honest to God. We, no. Not true. You're supposed to know these things. Well, you all of a sudden, you sound different, and it means you fuck something up. Yeah. That's your mic, right? Oh. Didn't I just fix it on the fly? Look it, look it. Uh, there are other media outlets that have covered this up, including Jerry's old station. Did you know that? Oh, and I was talking about it uh, yesterday. Apparently, yes, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they're, they're uh, not uh, petty people o m and f they're all yeah, friends they're of mine and they, do a, they do a damn good show and i knew they would do this because it's a good story it's an amazing story if you if you ask me because the boston bruins are associated with the boston police department more, more than any other team i mean they're they they do charity uh, events together they're you know they are aligned they are um on the same page in many ways to see the Bruins distance themselves from the the Boston police because of the mob, because essentially, again, one rogue cop killed one alleged counterfeit bill passer 1,500 miles away. Suddenly, the Boston Bruins are not supposed to associate with the Boston police. It's And I went over this with, uh, with Reamer yesterday. Apparently, people uh, were a little upset at our tone yesterday. We were yelling and... Uh, uh, but I can't help it when I hear someone defend that, try to make that case that the Bruins or anyone else should turn on the Boston police because George Floyd, it drives me insane. I, I, I admit, and I know I, I have trouble making sense of it. You know, it's, I, I'm always, almost always in the corner of the cops. I defend the cops. My grandfather was a Boston cop. I know Boston cops. The fact the idea, the notion that you're going to blame them, you know, the guys who are working the, the details at the Bruins games, blame them because George Floyd. I, and, I, and to protect a player in Charlie Coyle, who's, hold on, let me see my sources, who are telling me uh, basically his entire family 
are cops. Uh, his his friends are cops. The friends of friends are like he is so he is so involved with the police community. He does not need your protection, Matt. So right. right. <laughs> your name is. So that, it was so paternal the email that I got. So for some reason, I'm the only one that gets this Bruins press release. They just sent to me now. They they don't send it to the Globe because they know the Globe isn't going to bother covering it anyway. Apparently, I don't know. They just sent a personal one to me. And it's got a message from Cam Neely in there. And that's, a, I couldn't believe the words they use. I mean, this is Seabass we're talking about. And there he is. He was talking about, uh, we're, we're going to um, protect this player from unfair criticism. He's a hockey player. He gets punched in the face. Pucks fly at him. He doesn't need your protection from a woke mob. I hardly doubt that Charlie Coyle gives a shit about that. Did you ask him if he needed protection? Like, is he your child? And why, why do you think you would need protection for that? Like, a lot of people, believe it or not, do support the police. And a lot of here, people support here, Black Lives Matter. So, uh, Aiden, here's what they're protecting him from. And, I mean, I, I give him credit for being honest. They admitted they did it. The Boston Globe, to try to embarrass you, says the story was fabricated. And on top of that, and we'll get to this guy, the Boston Globe's Moonbat beat writer, uh, Matt Porter, blocked me I, and blocked you, blocked me, and then made his account right. private. Yeah, like this Colin, is a, a reporter. Colin. This is supposed to be a, a device you use, a vehicle you use to get your stories out there to promote your your media outlet. But again, I'll make it case for the millionth time. It is not a newspaper anymore. It is just a way. It is the is the media wing of the mob. This guy is the Bruins reporter, and he, he took made his account private. So people uh, like turtle riders, you know, and minifans wouldn't harass them. I mean, uh, talk about protecting a snowflake. Yeah. But we can get to we can get to Matt Porter. I'll tell okay. you why they feel the need to protect Charlie Coyle, not because of the criticism that he was going to get, but they were afraid. And this is insane, but they were afraid that Coyle would be asked questions we put on the spot, and what would he do? He would defend the cops, right? He would he would praise the cops. He would say, "Why would he be asked about that?" The Bruins, like I said in the blog yesterday, the Bruins regularly wear Boston police stuff regularly. Yeah, but that's before George Floyd. True, true. That's before I mean, George Floyd, and I, I, to me, it's like it's like Ted Cruz in that uh, Senate uh, committee when he and he put the Democrats on the spot and said, "Will one Democrat say one negative word about Antifa? Antifa, who is again, if you're if you're just waking up." If you're just tuning in, they're burnt, trying to burn down a police station again in Portland. They are, again, uh, wreaking havoc for the 68th, 69th straight night. These are absolute animals. These are uh, anarchists. I want the police to start using real bullets. When they try to blind you, you have the right to shoot back. In my opinion, they shoot a laser in your eyeballs. You should shoot a bullet in, their, in theirs. Uh, but anyway. They couldn't do it. The Democrats couldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. And that Maisie Hirono, that moron, oh, stormed what an up, idiot. walked off. So so Cruz made his point. It was a great point. They will not say a negative word about Antifa. They don't want, the Bruins don't want anyone to say a positive word about the police. And that's your guy, right, Ted Cruz? Yes. Uh, you were, I mean, I, I got to be honest. Can we both admit right now Ted Cruz would be a, a better president than Donald Trump? Yes, Okay, yes. just want to put that yes. out there. Yes, yes. Although every time I hear Ted speak, it's like, why couldn't this guy be the president? Well, I mean, but because he looks weird. First of all, that that was a problem. He's kind of weird looking. Now but, he's got the beard, though. He he's a good beard. He looks guy. like Wolverine, but 
I mean, I'll say that, but you know, Donald Trump is a much, much better president than Mitt Romney would have been, or oh, John absolutely, McCain, but John McCain would have been, or uh, Jeb Bush. You know, I think um, Cruz you know would have done, you know, done many of the same things Trump would have. Trump has done, but but you, but you know what Ted Cruz would be doing right now? Campaigning. Is Donald Trump even? campaigning is he, does he know there's an election coming up or does he just uh, think he's going to win we'll, we'll get to trump okay and, okay sorry uh, and, sorry to go and, off topic back to the well, no we'll get to trump and and because you're good on this topic you you're passionate about it trump and facebook and twitter because the most blatant example the most outrageous example of big tech censorship i've ever seen it, it is remarkable but i want to get to it after i'm done you know working your shaft here oh you, you can work my shaft good <laughs> whatever you want uh i know i know you know what i'm gonna steal today what i should do is steal all of uh my friend kirk minahan's lines usual lines because you miss him so much you're on twitter saying i, I do so much i just wish you were still with us he's still with us he'll be back all right you're gonna have okay. to we can talk about that he later. He certainly won't be back if he has to listen to a show from Steve Robinson and Blind Mike, which is what we, Turtle Boy wants. We can debate that, that later. We're going to debate. I have strong feelings about that because I went, I went to war with the Minna fans, and we need to address that later on, okay? We'll, ad- we'll address that, but this is a big story. You said you woke up today. Breitbart's covering it. Outkick picked up on it and gave you credit. Um, I mentioned the other day Bernie Carrick's retweeting and Michelle Malkin. In the right circles, and I mean the right, they're they're uh, they're grabbing this story because they know it's a good one, and it is a little unnerving. I would expect this from the Boston Red Sox. Can we be honest? I would expect this from the L.A. Lakers, uh, you know, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'd expect it from every WNBA team. This is the Boston Bruins. Uh, their fan base does not hate cops. They do not hate cops. In fact, they hate the. Uh, current wave of resentment toward the police. They like me. They're like you. They don't like this. And yet the Bruins are pandering to them. They're pandering to this woke mob in the Boston freaking globe. I, 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 I think Neely's hoping to put it behind him. The Bruins are hoping to put it behind him. But the fact that they sent you this statement, and again, I give them credit for being honest. They admitted it. They embarrassed their friend at the globe who said the story was fabricated. It was not. It was a good story. It was a revealing story. But is it going to continue? Is this going to continue? The Bruins going to continue to distance themselves from the Boston police? Well, here's the funny part about it. It's like literally. I mean, it was like, you know, the only thing crazier than reporting the story was that the only possible way the story could get crazier is Monica Cannon Grant could somehow <laughs> be honored by them as a social justice advocate of the year. That is the only possible way this story could have gotten any crazier. And look what happened yesterday. She's down in front of the state house, waving a goddamn Bruins flag because she's being honored by that. So I, I write that blog. I put it out there. I'm like, look what the Bruins did within two hours tops. It was down from the Monica Cannon Grant had taken it down. I don't know if she got a phone call from them and they just disassociated, but you know, the Bruins are just like, well, all the other teams are getting woke. So we got to get woke too, because we're the white sport. We can't seem like the white sport. We don't have any, don't have a lot of black guys here. So we got to make it seem like we're work. We need a black guy. Does anybody know a black guy? Oh yeah, they probably just Google <laughs> black people in Boston. First thing that comes up is Monica Cannon Grant. Oh, she'll do. She'll do. Get her out there. Give her a flag. Go in front of the state house. Give her a couple bucks, and then we're woke now. I uh, it is uh, that is remarkable. If you if you haven't been paying attention, Monica Cannon Grant's an activist. Uh, an activist in Boston. She's a black woman, a supporter, a, a campaign coordinator for Ayanna Presley, and she's somebody that all the politicians have to bend the knee to. She last week 
went on a racist screed about uh, Ayanna Presley's opponent saying she shouldn't be riding white penis and a hold and that's and use the n-word and so many other so many many other objectionable things i guess the the boston bruins weren't paying attention because the day after they admit or the day they admit to photoshop in the shirt and taking the bruins logo out they honored this woman who i mean if you're offended by someone riding white penis i'm gonna guess you're not a big big hockey fan you're probably not a big reamer fan either (laughs) <laughs> if that's the case oh, sorry. you know what we should have we should have called up turtle boy yesterday because reamer went off the rails and i kind of went with him and it was just the usual insane stuff that you know that he will defend anything anything that uh, the crazy left-wing mob is doing now reamer who is who has been canceled before and will be canceled again yeah uh, you know he somehow finds it in his heart to defend the mob but did you uh, did you think about giving us a call? Because I want I was hoping to kind of push him over the edge. Yeah, I mean I, I'm always down for a call. I, I mean I listen when I'm not on. I'm always listening. I got it in the background. I'll call him whenever. But sometimes it's hard to find the right opportunity. I just want to let him rant. I need to get really worked up before I call in and talk to Alex Reamer. Like if he says something really, really. Yesterday was borderline. It was very close to calling up, calling him, and said, next, "Give me the link." Next next time we should set him up. We should set him up. Because- I'll do a regular show with him. I've offered that before. I, I'm not afraid of Alex Reamer. I'll debate him. I mean, I know he's afraid of me, but I'm not afraid he, of him. Has, has he responded? Because you've offered to, you know, come on. No, he doesn't respond to any of my tweets. He doesn't even. He doesn't even do. He's not fun. There's no playful banter with him. There's no back and forth. Like well, at least we're mute. Got, would respond got, sometimes. In fairness, he got buried on social media, and it impacted his day to day work life in a significant way. So he's a little bit more careful now in that realm, right? But like, he, at least he, he was. At least he was somebody who fought. Went, you know, uh, pushed back a little bit, went over the line every now and then, and he paid a price, but at least he, he tried, and now he's just learned his lesson. That's all. He's, he's maybe but he, he can be the woke one. He can be the guy who, like, sets me straight, and, you know, you can't say that. He can be that guy. I'm uh, I'm looking at the uh, Globe's other website and see nothing about the Bruins story, big national story. The number one story, most popular story, FBI searches Jake Paul's California home. Yeah. Well, I my sources in the Boston police tell me that uh, the uh, Matt Porter has reached out to them for comment on this. So now he's finally starting to pick because he's got no after Cam Neely sent that. Now it's like you are really, really being derelict of your duty as a reporter if you do not report on it at this point. Now that Cam Neely has issued a press release. But it's again. It's I mean, you're there's not many jobs less significant than Bruins beat writer for the Globe because Bruins fans don't read the Globe. They don't even look at their website. Uh, but um, he got caught in this one. He was, as you pointed out, working with his friend in the front office to help the Bruins uh, distance themselves from the uh, from the Boston uh, Police Department um, and. I, I, what is the editor, his boss? I don't even know. Do they have still have like a sports editor? Surely the boss? editor of the whole thing? I don't know, maybe, maybe. maybe. What, I mean, when, one of the reporters, when one of the reporters makes his account, was it his Facebook account or Twitter that he locked? Uh, no. It is his Twitter. His Twitter. Yeah. His Twitter. Which is, so, like you said, it's so ridiculous because you're a reporter. Like, you're supposed to be open. And secondly, you already have 20,000 followers. So you're never really private if you have 20,000 followers. They're not all your friends. Someone's going to screenshot what you post and send it to me. So and, I don't know what you're trying to hide. But why are they following him? They're following him for Bruins information, I assume, or NHL stuff, right? Yeah. 
Like, so don't you want watched... to pick up new followers? Don't you want to have you know, grow your brand? And no, you're like, no, no, I'm just he... shutting myself off because Mina fans might be mean to me. But but the fact that you embarrassed the Bruins and and on top of it embarrassed the Globe was beautiful. Congratulations, Turtle. It's my Wheels. favorite thing. It's one of my. It's favorite a big things. week. I'm going to take most of the credit, Cullinan and I, for making you. For taking yeah. you to the next level, I know you. Oh, we can always... dispute that later because I had it with the Minna fans, including Kirk's brother last night with this. Oh, really good. We'll get that. You you were always you know that weird little Worcester blogger, but now you've you've gone national. I, hope I you never, don't... to be honest, I never even knew who Turtle Boy was. So I saw it was like this picture. I think it was you, Kirk. It might even be Curtis. Was was yes. that picture? It was a picture of like you guys wearing some sweatshirt. I didn't even know who Turtle Boy was at that point. We were trying to find a way to support him because he was supporting us. He was outing uh, Bob Murchison, and it was brilliant. And um, we bought sweatshirts. We bought hoodies, Kirk and I, for the for the staff, for the show. And yeah, you Mutt, sent an intern out to Shrewsbury. I met him out there. Right to pick him up. And um, <laughs> Mutt, we bought a tank top, a tight tank top, because Mutt loves to look at his, his biceps. So we took a picture. You could see it. It's still... You still have it as your back. My cover photo on Facebook, yeah. Your Facebook photo of the yeah. uh, five of us. Boy, those were the days. And I look don't at you that. Feel good, like when you do a favor for somebody like that, Jerry. Don't you just feel good that you help launch their career? Like when I gave Alex Reamer his first radio show, I feel good about myself now knowing what he's been through in radio. I feel good about my. You did. You launched. Except Alex. Alex was on. Was on uh, David. Uh, uh, not Letterman. Leno when he was twelve, and since yeah. then he's you know been downhill. I mean that was his peak when he was twelve. And now, fifteen years later, he's knocking on doors. He's doing he's doing the census. He's got like six jobs, including census taker. <laughs> like the Three Stooges, weren't they census takers in one episode? <laughs> Alex is Alex is a census taker. But anyway, oh Turtle, this this um, I'm looking at the Facebook live comments, and this guy says Turtle Boy hates fun. It's true. You're not you're you call Alex Alex isn't fun, but you're not fun either. How you're, am I not funny? What are you talking about? I'm like I said the most fun, funny guy. not funny. Fun. I am look, fun. Look at your face. I mean, we're laughing a little bit. Cullinane's laughing. I'm very, okay. I'm I'm serious when I get in a, and I get when I get in one of my moods. But I think I know, I'm pretty look fun. At you. Look at look at his face. You look we're psycho, actually, okay. Right? We're making jokes about Rima riding white penis. Like we're having a good time here. What are you talking about, people? You don't get that from Shattuck, <laughs> do you? <laughs> You, you look a little crazed right now, but I do think you're on a roll, and I do think you're enjoying it, aren't you? You're kind of waiting, checking your phone right now to see if, like, Dinesh D'Souza is going to call you, checking Maybe, in to see. Well, I mean, Tucker, you're right. You were out. You hit the nail on the head. Like, to say I'm waiting for the email from Tucker's people is the understatement of the century. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Were you going to wear that hat if you go on Tucker? They of course. Don't Either that or the uh, Turtle Boy making it great again hat. I haven't decided yet. Geek Turtle Boy is when you go to read one of his blogs and you scroll down and you find out that an embedded post that he put in there where it says this post has been deleted, you know Turtle Boy did something right at that point. That's peak Turtle Boy, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or yeah, the, the tweet has been deleted or yes, this person's this gone. That happens deleted. frequently. Like frequently, it's like when I'm writing about somebody and I know that, okay, they have no idea I'm about to write about them. And as soon as I hit publish... Their Facebook page is going to be gone within yes. five minutes. It's, it's like beautiful. clockwork. It's See, I know. I know you're a, an entrepreneur here. You're you're in, in business for yourself, and you're trying to make it. You're hustling every day. You write a lot. Um, I one thing is a little bit much. It sounds a little bit desperate. Uh, tweeting at Clay Travis asking for a follow. Yes, I, mean, I didn't care. I go. I don't care. I, I have no shame. It's like, give me a follow. You know, how did I get your attention? I just kept tagging you and shit. 
Sometimes you got to get I don't, even, I don't even remember. I remember you tearing Murchison apart, and I said, this guy's got balls. Oh, Jerry, you found me before all these guys did. You found me, like, uh, back when, in, in 2014, with the P.K. Subban, the fake news from the Globe, where people were, 22,000 people called him the N-word. And it comes across as desperate. I don't care. I tag people oh, who are, please. you got to punch kidding. up. I was just kidding. Kirk and Jerry set Turtle Boy back, to be honest with you, because I mean, then he went mainstream. He wasn't mainstream before that. You know, he was he was on a trajectory for national coverage, and then you idiots had to jump in and ruin his reputation. That's what did really you get? Did you get a follow from Clay Travis? That's the question. Not yet. I'm working on. It. I'll get it. Believe me, I will get it. We all love it. We all love I mean, all these all these producers, the producers of all these shows. You know, Tucker and you know every like weekend shows, night on uh, Fox, not just Fox, but on you know Blaze and Newsmax should all be following you because. These are the kinds of stories they're looking for. All right, today's show brought to you by Flagship Wealth. I'm actually here with Dave McDonough in his beautiful offices. Looks different since, uh, one four months ago since I was last year. Well-decorated, isn't it? Well-decorated. All right, we're talking about the Mid-Year Outlook Report this week. I'm actually a little ticked off, to be honest with you. Okay. Because you showed me how many people have gone to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement versus the amount of people who requested the guide, the 2020 Mid-Year Outlook. Maybe it's the person giving the message, Dave. It could be me. It could right. be. Maybe Jerry should start reading this. But the 124 people that went should have requested the guide, but only 54 did. So let's figure that out, people. Go there, put your email in, get the 2020 Outlook report. Dave, what's inside it? Tell them. Sell it for me because I can't. Well, here it is, David. You've got a market that just four short months ago was down 40%. Now we're flat for the year. And what this booklet does, it tells you how we got here, but more importantly, where we're going. So, you know, Dave, the return this year has come from five different stocks in one sector of the market. A lot of your listeners out there, they're just chasing that hot sector. That's not the smart thing to do. You get your hands on the booklet, tells you where to go to get the rate of return, especially, again, Dave, with the market flat for the year. We gave away thousands of these on the radio. Now we're giving away hundreds, right? We're in the hundreds. I said 54 yesterday, download it. We're in the hundreds. I want thousands, okay? It was the most popular guide we ever gave away on radio. We're gonna make it the most popular guide we ever gave away in podcasting. Don't be a dummy. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. You say it now. Tell them not to be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Thank you. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. I did not say give away the website. I said just say don't be a dummy. You listen to me when I speak. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get the mid-year outlook report. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. This story is a great story for today's cancel culture for today's anti-police culture. Uh, and the, when you add in the Monica Call, uh, Monica Cannon Grant uh, part of it, it's just mind-boggling. If the Bruins can get this woke or attempt to, there's no hope for any other team. I mean, who, who's it's incredible. Who's next? Like, you know, Alabama, University of Alabama. Who's going to, you know, Ed, Ber- Ed Orgeron and LSU? Who's going to talk about things to apologize for? I mean, you think it's bad? Yeah, think of the apology tour that the University of Alabama could go on. I tell you, it's going to get wild. I I don't want to get sidetracked, but it's going to get wild because you see these teams like UConn became the first FBS team. Yeah, that's because they don't have a conference, though. Essentially, Division One team, essentially uh, the first to to cancel the season, and it'll happen in the Northeast and it'll happen, you know, in California, obviously, but down south. I don't care if LSU or Alabama has 72 kids with the virus. They're playing. 
They're already having high school football in those states. Already right. they're having practice. Yes, and all the usual lefties on Twitter, Rex Chapman and his whole crew are trying to shame them and Darren Ravel, we're all going to die. Uh, you know what? This is, let's let's my, get to this. My, my school district yesterday, my daughter's going to be in kindergarten. They just yesterday had a school committee and they're canceling that's remote learning for an indefinite amount of time till November, which that'll turn into January. It'll be the same time next year. So I'm freaking pissed about that. I don't even know what the, we got to talk about that later. The um, t- teachers, we all know teachers. You were a teacher. We all love teachers. Teachers are great. Teachers unions suck. Teachers unions should be disbanded because they have been yeah. exposed. They have been exposed. All should be public- run by better people, but they should exist. All no, absolutely not. Uh, public, no, you don't even public- know. How do you how do you teach public unions? Some kids are, accuses you of diddling them. Then what do you do? Huh? What? What happens if some kid makes a false accusation about oh this guy diddled me or something like that? Who are you going to turn to if you don't have the union? Uh, I don't know. Who would you turn to? It's uh, the union. Like, I most go to the of us, union most of us don't have unions. Them. What is it like? Ten or twelve percent of employed people are in unions. They're they're out, they're outdated. I'm telling you they're right out, now. No, no, it's not outdated. Public employee unions are a because interest you don't anyway. want a kid saying that they diddled you. You don't want to make this shit. We're living in a crazy world with crazy people. I've, I needed the union a bunch of times when I was teaching there. I got my money's worth on my dues. I made sure of that. Okay, well, that union right now is refusing. Uh, I'm going to assume that union is refusing to go to work. Uh, yesterday, and I tweeted out a picture of this and uh, and commented on it. There was a New York. Teachers Union, New York City Teachers Union, marching through the crowded streets of New York. All, you know, they had their masks, but they were all together and carrying fake little tombstones and and pretending that they were all going to die if they had to stand in front of a classroom of 10-year-olds, they were going to die. It was okay marching through the crowded streets of New York City, but going in front of a classroom was suicide. I mean, this is madness. That is a lie. I agree. Teachers Unions are totally corrupt. We've gone over it before. The Los Angeles Teachers Union, which I think is the second biggest in the country, is refusing to go back to work until they defund the police and eliminate all charter schools. What the hell does that have to do with the virus? I totally agree. The the leadership in these unions is out of control. I've written blogs. Nobody's gone harder at the teachers' unions than I do. But I'm telling you right now from experience, you need the unions because without them, teachers have no due process. People are like, just hire a lawyer. Do you know how much lawyers cost with the union? The lawyers. What what does the rest of the world have to do, Turtleboy? You're not special. You're like one of those teachers who thinks you're special. It's high risk if you're a teacher. I mean, a million things could go wrong. Uh, It's basically insurance. All you're doing is purchasing insurance in case a kid says, that the teacher diddled you. That's and they the only take reason your, the they, unions need you know to exist. You know what they do? They take your dues. And you know what they do? They fight climate change. Yeah, I, That's I, what they do. Just about that. Don't get me I wrong. I was in a union too, uh, uh, and, and radio. We disbanded. We decertified it because it was. They took our money. They gave it to left wing causes. They didn't give a damn about people that uh, in the union. It was all about politics, just you're, like you're this. I ran for office in in the building. There's two spots, two union reps, three people ran. Guess what place I got? Uh, I don't know what place like did you get. Third, like a this, like that, like so. I'm not the kind of guy that gets elected in unions. I'll join the union. I'm going to use my services. I'm going to get my money's worth. You better believe that. But I'm not. I'm not the kind of okay. guy that rises to power in the union. Uh, do you support these teachers who are refusing to go to work? God you no. Blogged, they're, they're, you blogged about crazy. a cop. You blogged about a cop yesterday who died of the virus. Yes. Because he went to work. I mean, maybe he was vulnerable. Maybe he shouldn't have gone to work. Um, The the cops have been, you know, the cops, the people, the villains, the bad guys, the cops have been going to work since March, since this whole thing began. 
Uh, people at Home Depot and Amazon have been going to work, and people at you know, Dunkin' Donuts and delivery guys, and they've gone to work. Teachers, uh, and and by the way, they've gone to work with other adults, some of them vulnerable, some of them overweight, some of them uh, immun- compromised immunity systems. They've gone to work because that's what you do. And and what what do teachers do? They stay home and say, "You're going to kill us." I'm making. I'm writing out my will. Cowards. You know, they're writing up cowards. They're, they're not cowards. They're phonies. They're frauds. They're pretending. They're using the virus to keep the to extend their vacation. Paid, by the way. Paid. If, I mean, it should be simple. Come to work, you know, paid. Messed up part about that. They're not even thinking about like what are the effects of this like what will people have to quit their jobs like what are working families going to have to do people where you know single moms like what are they going to do they didn't even bother to think about that like what will you do in this situation they're just like we're good you know we want to be safe we, we want to save lives blah, blah, blah. and i'm not convinced jerry not a, i got news for you some of the teachers aren't very smart people and a lot of them might actually not know that the virus is no threat to kids that the well, I've said it. It's one of two things, Aiden, one of two things. If you say that, if you say that it's a death sentence to go in in front of a classroom full of third graders, you're either dumb or dishonest. That's the only two things. You can't be smart, reading up, paying attention and say, I'm going to die if I go into this third grade class. You know that's not true. You know you have a much greater chance of dying driving to school, driving to work in the morning than you do teaching. So I would hope teachers would be smart enough to know that. I'd hope they'd be diligent enough to read up, you know, understand all the statistics. But just in principle alone, like I don't care if like many more people were dying of this. You still go. You still go. I mean, like I said with the Rutland police officer yesterday, he's a detective. You know, he got he got the bug and he died. Should we cancel police? Should we say, well, we don't want any cops to die so we should just not have essential services like police. No, of course they're not saying that. They go there, they take a risk, they interact with the public every single day, they take precautions, etc. Teachers should be doing the same. You signed up for a job, you knew there would be variables along the way, now you got one, and you got to keep going to school because you're essential. Right, You exactly. And by the way, are we listening to experts? That's what I want to know. It, today, is, is it one of those listen to the experts day? Because if we're listening to the experts, the scientists, the doctors, <clears throat> then <clears throat> kids are going back to school. We've, <clears throat> we saw that, that famous segment on MSNBC where the host was hoping, as usual, to spread the panic. Uh, had five pediatricians on, most of them, probably all of them liberal because they were on MSNBC, and they all said, they didn't say yes to send their kid to school. They said absolutely without hesitation. Redfield, the head of the CDC, said, of course, kids should be back in school. All the experts say it. And if you're listening to experts, then you know kids should be back in school. The most jarring statistic, and I guess it doesn't really uh, pertain to children necessarily, 10-year-olds. I know their survival rate is 9.99999. It's virtually one in a million. One in a million. I shouldn't say virtually. It is literally one in a million, the chances of a kid dying of the virus. But uh, Alex Berenson has been tweeting this one. Um, the, the, the death rate, the, I mean, sorry, the murder rate for 35 and younger, the, the increase over last year in the murder rate of 35 and younger is higher than the death toll from COVID-19. So are they attributing that? Are they saying people are killing each other because of COVID or is that just? Yes, because they're not working. They're not in school because of, you know, Antifa, because of 
you know, this this current climate, the murder, you know, defund the police. I mean, murder, rate, murder rate is up. Murder rate yeah. is up in most major cities. It's through the roof in New York, obviously in Chicago. The increase in the murder rate for 35 and under, not the total, just the increase over last year is greater than the number of people below 35 who've died of coronavirus. That's pretty mind boggling. But here is the most <clears throat> outrageous example of big tech bias of election meddling that I have seen to date. It's not even close. This is remarkable. It is disturbing. It should bother everybody. Even if you don't like the evil orange man, even if you're a big Biden guy, I had to go look this up last night because I found it to be, I, I didn't think I had the story straight. I didn't think the sound and I heard it. Donald Trump was on Fox and friends, his favorite TV show. And he was talking about kids going back to school. And he said, children are, are, are almost immune, almost, which is a fact, correct? Oh, we'll play it in a second. It I mean, is they're a- not immune to getting it. They're immune to die. I mean, they're basically immune to dying. But They're, they're almost it. immune to getting it. It's very yeah. rare that they get it. Almost immune does, mean, does not mean immune. It means almost, right? It, it, means, it does not yeah, mean... But- but words matter, and, and Donald Trump said they can't get it, and you're just giving no, them. Uh, we're going to play it. We're going to play it. it. He didn't yeah. say. He said almost. But even if he okay. said, even if he said it. But let's listen to what Donald Trump said yesterday in on uh, Fox and Friends. My view is the school should open. This thing's going away. It will go away like things go away. And my view is that school should be open. If you look at children, children are almost, and I would almost say definitely, but almost immune from this disease. So few. They've got stronger, hard to believe. I don't know how you feel about it, but they have much stronger immune systems than we do somehow for this. And they do it. They they don't have a problem. They just don't have a problem. I mean, literally, in New Jersey, where you had thousands, many thousands of deaths, the governor, Phil Murphy, told me, good guy, too, by the way, but he told me thousands and thousands of deaths. It was hard hit. There was only one person under the age of 18 who died of this, and I think that person also had diabetes, a young person. Uh, It doesn't, and especially when you get younger than that, it doesn't have an impact on them. And I've watched some doctors say they're totally immune. I don't know why I hate to use the word totally because the news will say, oh, he made the word totally and he shouldn't have used that word. But the fact is that they are virtually immune from this problem and we have to open our schools. There you go. There you go. He didn't say, first of all, if he said they're immune, so what? Then you put have someone else say they aren't immune and you uh, you present the other side. Secondly, he makes a point. Now it's awkward. It's not very articulate, but that's you know, that's our president. He he just said virtually immune. That is accurate. That's not wrong. That's not outrageous. What, what he should say is it's not fatal. That's the most hey, important part. Could you stop taking this literally? It doesn't matter what he said. He didn't lie. It wasn't inaccurate. He but said they're, they're virtually they're not virtually immune to it. Yes, they are. And no, no, we have to get out of this mentality that getting COVID matters. It doesn't matter if your kid gets COVID. It does you, not matter. They're you not are missing the whole, missing whole freaking point. You are missing the point of this. A, they are virtually immune. And B, so what if they're not? Then you refute what he said. But what he said is accurate. What he said is accurate. Facebook and Twitter took it down. Um, one of them, was it Facebook that took down his account or suspended his account? 
for this, for that, which they you just heard. Trump team account, the, the team, it's got yeah, like two million. Trump, they took down the account, they uh, suspended the account. You know, the person that made this decision, the Facebook executive was? Kamala Harris's campaign Kamala manager. Harris's former press secretary. That's how rigged this game is. And he's got it right in bio. He's got it right in his bio. He made an announcement. We took it down for this and that. You know what that's called, Jerry? Election meddling. I've been saying this for several years now. This is the primary medium that Donald Trump used to get elected. Every single governor, congressman, senator in this country has a Twitter account. It is how they do press releases. It's how they communicate with the public now. You have a right, a civil right to be on there, or at least you should. If I was president, you'd have a civil right to be on. Platform access should be a civil right. This is the public square. And you cannot censor politicians from getting out a political message. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. It doesn't matter if it's, quote, unquote, you've deemed it dangerous to get the right. I, well, That's my point. But but yeah. what that was mild compared to some things Trump says. And I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, uh, yesterday, Joe Biden was asking a, a, a black reporter if he was a junkie, asking if he was on cocaine. You know, that what should be the story. <laughs> Like that they, is hilarious. They, they took down they took down Trump's comments, and I said, "Wow, I must have missed it." I, you know, he said something outrageous about about the virus. Uh, I don't care if you hate the man, and lots of people do. What you just heard is not objectionable content. That is not offensive. That is not something that should be censored by Kamala Harris's. Yeah. Former press secretary. Libertarians. If they, don't even stop me with the libertarians because we got this idiot in the comments. So, you want the government to get involved in public business? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Believe it or not, conservatives, it's okay. We're not anarchists. We're not libertarians. It's okay to try to win, to use the government as a tool to win when they're try you're trying to win the game. Fight like it. Well, this is an important uh, battle card. You need social media. Fight. And, and this, this example, see, here's what I don't quite get is they're not even subtle about this. They're not even trying to be uh, somewhat uh, secretive about it. This is so brazen, so blatant. They're doing it to the president of the United States. They're not doing it to, you know, Turtle Boy or, uh, you know, Milo. You are doing course. it to Turtle Boy, yes. I'm saying, in this, yes. I'm saying in this example, and it's one thing to go after the little people like you, and it's another thing to go after the leader of the free world because he said children are virtually immune, which is accurate. They don't want that out there because, again, there's only one objective. And everyone we've talked about has the same objective. You know, the Boston Globe, uh, teachers unions, uh, Facebook, Twitter has one objective. That's to say, you know, to hear late on November 3rd that uh, uh, whatever MSNBC can confirm that uh, Joe Biden has uh, won the election and Donald Trump is out. That's all that matters. Twitter and Facebook, they, they're all, I mean, that might as well be the Joe Biden campaign office. They're sitting around their offices in Silicon Valley saying, what can we do today to help our feeble, in, inept, incompetent candidate beat Donald Trump? I think they're being a little, you know, a little ridiculous with this one because it's, it might open up some eyes that were, were previously, Ignoring this whole story, saying, what did Trump do again? He said they're virtually immune. What? That's it? Hydroxychloroquine is one thing. It's a little bit um, uh, more difficult to define. Does it work? Does it not work? What point do you take? He take. I mean, he walked the walk with it. He admits to take he it. takes it, right? And you know what? Probably lots of other people take it, too. Chris Cuomo probably took it. 
It's like but saying they, CBD. It's like, what if I use CBD and I like it? Is that say? I mean, who cares if he takes it? It's like just let him talk. It's his opinion. Correct. You have no right to censor him. Uh, they do not. And um, I hope if he gets reelected, oh hell, even if he doesn't, I hope they continue to bring bring these guys in. They continue to grill them, and they continue to uh, at least somehow you know legislate here. Because you're right. I don't think it's. They claim they're not a publisher. We all know the story. They claim they're just a. Uh, uh, you know, a vehicle. They're not really a publisher, but clearly in this case, they are. They're, this is their opinion. This is their agenda. They're advancing it through Twitter, through Facebook, and it couldn't be more transparent. So uh, um, uh, we'll see what they do next. But he's right. Children are virtually immune. He, he, uh, he wanted to say definitely, totally immune, but he didn't. Um I mean, if, if Twitter's taken down all this stuff that's like false or whatever, why? I mean, how many how many Russiagate things need to come down? How many uh, you know Covington stories have to come down? How many of the Kavanaugh fake rape stories, especially the third one, which you've been <laughs> not Julie, Julie Swetnick? Yeah, you're allowed to write about all that and literally call the man a rapist, even though there's zero evidence that he is a rapist. That's okay. You can write that a 16 year old having a drum banged in his face is the Antichrist. You can put that. We should punch this kid. That will stay up on their platform. But God, God forbid, if the president of the United States tweets out that they are kids are virtually immune, which they are, like you said, at least virtually immune from dying, right? So he didn't throw in a little caveat. Who cares? You, we all know what he meant. That you're just going to censor him. Give me a break. That's election interference. Well, they, um, you're, I believe the uh, Ayatollah is still up there, correct? The Ayatollah oh, yeah, is still he up no there. He's tweeting the, tweeting calling away. for the uh, genocide of the Jewish people. I believe Antifa has many accounts. They organize, you know, they say, we'll meet at this spot at midnight, you know, bring your Molotov cocktails, bring your lasers. No problem with that. Antifa can do it. You know, you could be, I think, Farrakhan. I think they've finally taken Farrakhan down, but there are plenty of acolytes of Farrakhan. You know, Keith Ellison. You know, uh, uh, you know Nick Cannon. <laughs> they have no problem spewing their their bile, spewing their hatred. But when the president uh, expresses optimism and says, "I think kids should be back in school," which is <laughs> what most of America thinks, it's like with the defund the police. I just read a a poll and of Black Americans. And 61% do not want to defund the police. Another 20% want to increase the funding. So 80% of black Americans are against, if I'm not reading this poll correctly, are against defunding the police. And BLM is demanding at, at every turn that they defund the police. But the actual actual black Americans are dead set against it. But whatever, they got... You know, they got the mob on their side. That's what's important. They get the mob on their side. And I guess this they, all no, they have coronavirus on their side, Jerry. That's, that's the I biggest guess, problem they have. Isn't it, isn't it kind of a good thing, though, in the sense that what would you rather people have seen yesterday? Trump's interview from Fox and Friends or Joe Rogan saying that uh, Joe Biden is mentally compromised, trending all over the place? The latter. See, yeah. I like I like the fact that uh, Rogan's being honest about this. And he said it a couple of times. But. So is everybody else. I mean, unless you're in the tank for Biden, unless you're lying to cover for Biden, everybody agrees. You know, as I mentioned last week, Dan Bongino had sources, or I mentioned the other day, sources saying they're very concerned because he deteriorate, deteriorating rapidly. That's what happens when you have dementia. You deteriorate. You do not get better. It, you know, from one month to the next, you don't suddenly get lucid. It's going to get worse. 
and Rogan's just stating the obvious. You know, Rogan, who doesn't have a lot of political opinions, Rogan, who endorsed Bernie Sanders, is stating the obvious, is he not? No, of course he isn't, but nobody's talking about that because Trump does goes and does the Axios interview. It's like, you know, hold my beer. You know, why not just let Sleepy Joe implode? And by the way, they're hiding him. I mean, he's not even coming out for the, the he doesn't want to debate. That's very obvious at the point. There's not going to be a DNC, so we can't say anything stupid there. They're literally just hiding this guy. And Trump is playing right into their playbook. Trump should be having rallies. Why isn't Trump having rallies, at least outdoor rallies? Why not? Because uh, he's uh, afraid of the look. It'll look bad, you know. Like uh, you're all afraid. in. You are, it's too late to change your image. That right. you're the guy who is weary about coronavirus. It's too late. You got to be the guy who's all in. And says it's it, okay if we gather in groups. It is amazing. At this, I think it was like the same day that the that the, the media all got together the way they do, and you know had the mass email saying we have to um, uh, convince Biden to not debate. We have to convince the public, the readers, our readers, that debates aren't necessary anymore. On that same day, Jill Biden went on with Dana Perino and said, "Oh yeah, we're going to debate. We're ready. We're we're." Uh, planning the schedule as we speak. So he's in. In fact, I believe he's in for all three. Um, I don't know if they're in person. I sure hope so. I sure hope they're standing on the same stage together, six feet apart uh, and not virtual. But Biden also said yesterday he would not go to Milwaukee <laughs> to the convention. Uh, he's going to accept the nomination from his basement, which is a bad look, but it's also safer. because doing the same thing. Trump's going to do it from the Oval Office, which is pretty cool. That pisses people off. But it's like you want to do it in front of a crowd. You want the energy. There's no energy behind this election. There's nothing. Like this is an online fight, and that is not to Donald Trump's advantage. It's not because the online, the media, the platforms, they're controlled by liberals. That's not going to help him if this is an no, online fight. But, but uh, it's... Uh, I, I think it's not going to help Biden either. I mean, he's got to debate, first of all, and he's got to come out of the basement because even his the, you know, supporters, which is mostly the media, he's, you know, it's the Washington Post, New York Times, the Globe, ABC, those are, that's his campaign team. Even they, at some point, have to say, you can't stay hidden forever. His wife said he will not stay hidden forever. And she's calling the shots, by the way. She and oh, yeah. Uh, you know, she's she's the one dragging him around by his arm, literally. But uh, I, I want to get to I want to get to a couple other examples of how things are getting much, much worse with these lockdowns, including in Rhode Island and in L.A. Uh, I mean, it just gets getting scarier. And we're going to let uh, Turtle Boy beg plead for uh, Kirk Minahan's uh, cohorts from his underlings to to, to, to do a show because. Because Turtle Boy just misses them so much. But uh, first, let me do Shea. Let me talk about Shea Concrete. Our guys at Shea, they're a great company. As I told you before, they're family-owned, a fourth-generation owned and operated business, working hard day in and day out to be your trusted concrete partner. They're a local company, but they're all over New England, four state-of-the-art facilities, places all over New England. Check them out. If you're a contractor, let me tell you some of the products Shea can deliver to your job site ready for installation. Underground stormwater systems, barriers and bullards, deck footings, electrical and communication product. The list goes on and on. These guys at Shea can do it all. And if you're an engineer, Shea can help you design your next product. I've been in there. I've been seeing these engineers. They're smart, young. They get their computers out. They will sit with you. They will design your project. Uh, give them a call for more information or for an estimate or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. 
And I'm, I'm going to tell you again what you can do if you're there, because I know times are tough and some people are looking for looking for work, maybe looking for a career change. These guys are hiring. You can check out their openings at shakeconcrete.com. Uh, they're looking for CDL drivers. They're looking for people at all their plants, all over New England. Stop in one. They're, they're working hard. Just wear your mask, stop in, and talk to them. Or just send your resume to Shake to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. All right, this this is getting scarier. As, I, as someone said the other day, if you don't do the 14-day quarantine, pretty soon they're going to catch you by your easy pass and send you a $1,000 uh, ticket in the mail. That is scary. Even if you're one of these crazy lockdown lunatics, even if you're a Karen, uh, you, that, that has to unnerve you, the thought of that. Rhode Island has set up a hotline uh, the, I don't know what's, it's got some name. I'll get the name. It's like the, uh, uh, large party hotline or something. <clears throat> Guy sent it to me where you call the number, you know, secretly, uh, anonymously and report on your neighbor. If your neighbor has more than 10 people at the cookout, that should scare the shit out of everybody. Even worse, uh, here, oh, it's called the large, check this out. Someone from Rhode Island sent this to me, the large gathering task force hotline set up by the governor, and the number is 401-764-5554. If you want to rat on your neighbor on this this weekend, if your neighbor's having a birthday party and there's 12 people in the backyard, you call that number. We well, are- Jerry, their state is has become a pariah state. They've been like New York, Massachusetts. They've put them on like the you can't come here list. They've turned into like, you know, the uh, it's like the Muslim ban of states. You don't want people from Rhode Island coming here. Pauly D might come here and affect your family and kill grandma. Ooh. You well, don't want that to happen. You know why? Because Cullinane went there for a week. That's and true. They, you know, they don't want him, people like him. That's true. You you I should be I remember any of it, but I was there for sure. It should be the state to begin with. Did you say that Taylor Swift was T Swift was there when you were there? Did, I think she was. Light, yeah, I think she was. On? There was security outside of her house. We drove by her house. So uh, casually, uh, by she, the way, casually, I'm not a stalker. I just drove by her house by car at the front, and then I went by her house by boat in the back, but just casually. She probably has more stalkers than anybody, but oh, yeah. she's got more security than anybody too. But that's scary enough. Again, the large gathering task force hotline is scary enough in LA. And again, there's a competition for the worst mayor in America, the dumbest, the, the, the most fascistic. And de Blasio wins in most cases. He's destroyed, you know, the, our greatest cities, completely destroyed New York, is crime ridden, homeless ridden, property values dropping. You get the governor begging people to come back to the city and pay their taxes. But um, Eric Garcetti in LA is coming up fast. He did a thing yesterday where he said, he was going to shut off. Uh, where do I get the story? Shut off the um, power and uh, water and power. Yep. If you if they catch you hosting a large gathering, I'm not sure the definition. Well, did you see the gathering that was on the news, Jerry? I, yes. I, I got to tweet it out. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It looks like a rap video. Like it's like this multi million dollar mansion. Every not a single person, <laughs> Jerry was white, and there was some booty shaking going on. It was like, oh, like that's what I'm talking about. I love it, but they're not going to be quarantined. These, they're not going to the people. You cannot stop people from shaking the booty. You can't do it. Um, so instead of saying, you know, we're gonna whatever, we're gonna send a cop there to just you know tell you to break it up like a like a party, a loud party. 
he is going to shut off the power and the water to a home if that home has too many people in it. And I realized that was really big, that party. That mansion was huge, and there were different levels, and they were all full of people, and they were dancing, and they were drinking. But what's if the limit is 10 and someone has 15 at their kid's birthday party, and say they're kids and they're almost immune, are they going to shut off the electricity and the water? How would that how does not disturb everybody? How even the media who are in the tank for you know for Biden, how they do not jump up and say, Mr. Mayor, you can't do that. Yeah, what if it's Is- a poor family? What if it's like and most people that are gonna violate it? I got news for you, they're gonna be poor. Because that's that's who's most likely to violate these things is because you can't tell these people to just they have bigger problems. We've been over this. You can't social distance in the hood. Right. And you're going to start shutting some people off. Landlords can't even shut off your power and your electricity and stuff like that. So what if you have like a working, you know, what if it's an illegal immigrant? Uh, single mom working? Oh, no, 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 no. Can't do it to the to them. No, it is amazing. Like the people who are kind of setting the agenda now, the real radicals, AOC and Ayanna Presley and. Their new thing is to eliminate, you know, rent, <laughs> just just eliminate rent mortgages. Yeah. No, no, not going to pay any mortgage, not going to pay any rent. The idea that there's a landlord out there who also has to meet his payments and pay his bills. It's like foreign to them. In, in AOC's mind, that's just some evil, dark force, you know, off in the distance. That doesn't Thanks. actually, evil it's not actually a person, a taxpayer who's yes. trying to pay his bills. Screw them. They don't don't care. Ayanna Presley doesn't give a shit about landlords who, who have to pay bills. She thinks they're all like Mr. Potter, like everybody, like the villain, <laughs> the guy just sitting there on a pile of cash. Like, <laughs> give me your rent, peons. That's what they think these landowners are. They're just regular. I know. It's 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 a little disturbing, and, and you wonder. Obviously, kids are being indoctrinated in high schools and colleges by some of these people who refuse to go to work. You know these crazy left-wingers who teach them that. I mean, AOC learned this kind of nonsense as an economic major at BU, learned that, you know, that shouldn't have to pay rent, shouldn't have to pay student loans back. I mean, it won't, it won't hurt anybody else. Just, just don't pay your bills because, you know, you're poor or you're struggling. But uh, it is, I don't know what the next thing is that these fascist mayors are going to do, but it's, it's getting a little scary. It is getting a little unnerving to see a mayor say, you know, call rat out your neighbor on a hot summer weekend. If, you know, they have a pool and there are 12 kids over, are people going to call? The unnerving part isn't the governor's doing it. It's the people willing to comply with it. The people that are enthusiastic about it. I mean, they, they, they would not be doing this if it was not supported by the majority of the population. Colony brought this up yesterday. I need to take another bow because I was so far ahead of the curve on Ellen DeGeneres. We were telling you, Kirk and I were, and Dino, I think, was still around. We're telling you about this five years ago. Ellen DeGeneres is evil, evil. She's not uh, just a grouchy, you know, mean person. She's downright freaking evil. And yesterday's story was a good one. Um, A former senior executive for Australia's Today Show was in a meeting with uh, Ellen DeGeneres and was ordered not to look at her. <laughs> he says, he tells uh, the Daily Mail uh, uh, that he, he, he believes everything he's heard. As soon as I first saw reports that uh, there were troubles behind the scenes at Ellen's show, I did not bat an eye. This guy tells uh, to today's show, um, he was ordered not to interact with her. Um, 
And where's the part where he says you could not look at her. You had to avert your eyes. That's what they tell people before they meet in a meeting with her. She's like a God. You can't look at, don't look right. Don't look directly in the eyes. You can be blinded. He says, uh, producer called us and said, now no one is to talk to Ellen. You don't talk to her. You don't approach her. You don't even look at her. She'll come in. She'll sit down. She'll talk to the producer and then Ellen will leave. Like the how, super is that, how is that believable? Like, how can the biggest show that is probably the biggest show in daytime TV? How can that type of thing be going on with how however many employees she has working on that program? How can that be going on for that long? And well, just, you know, and this all just well, Jerry knew. Jerry, it's, and Kurt it's all not. It's it's broke years ago. We've talked to people who worked for years ago. We confirmed it. Obviously, it was our one our our buddy there from uh, the Jimmy Fund Clinic, uh, Sam Thomas, who kind of told the most revealing story, how he flew out there to meet her. He was not doing well. He was sick. He was not going to be around much longer, and she would not deign to shake his hand. She's a horrible human being. But can you imagine going in? I mean, you're a guy that ran 1,500 miles, ran there from Canada with a, with a note from a girl that, uh, that he, she wanted Ellen to he couldn't. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even let him in the gate. She's built this image of being such a wonderful person, a charitable person, and she's literally going into meetings and telling her, she's not telling her, her handlers are telling people, don't look at her. <laughs> Forget the only, getting her. The only, thing that, the only thing that really matters is how much turnover has occurred within that com- within that show over the last however many years, right? That's, that's the proof right there because there's no way, like I wouldn't be there. Working on that show, no matter how successful, I wouldn't put up with that shit for that long. So, how many people have left? That's the well, question. Lots. There's lots of people. I mean, the people around her—they—they they were the her people that have stayed consistently are just as big a scumbags as she is. And who's the who's the guy that you were? Andy Lasner. Yeah, He's the one Lassner. being accused of all kinds of things. I think sexual oh, harassment. Exactly. A couple of her, a couple of her uh, side uh, or underlings are being accused. Longtime producers are being accused of sexual harassment, um, but. Um, this guy, Andy Lasner, he's the one that told us because we were persistent. Uh, Chris Curtis was all over it. He was trying to get a meeting, getting her to meet, you know, Sam Tom. And his line was, she gets requests every day. She can't meet with every cancer patient. She walked by him. She was like 10 feet away, walked by him. It would have taken 30 seconds to say hello to the kid who idolized her. And she would not do it. I assume she wouldn't even look at him because, you know, yeah, she doesn't look at little people. She just walks on by them, but she's so scummy. See, Kirk would defend the avert the eyes thing. Kirk would say, what's wrong with that? Because he, he didn't like people looking at him or talking no. to him, but that's, but he didn't have this false image that, 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 that he was a wonderful guy and a good people person, just the opposite. He, he doesn't yeah, you also either. can't accommodate every. I mean, how many times a day must that happen to her? Let's be just to be honest. How many times a day is there a kid sitting in the third row in the live audience? <laughs> yeah, but you with know, bald head and gaunt and sunken eyes, who's yeah. not doing well, who has a you know a camera or a phone to take yeah. a picture, maybe an autograph book or something. How many times does that happen? I wouldn't care if it's a thousand a day. Yeah, she could she could find the time to say hello. I'm gonna you know guess who's he, amazing. You know who's am, an I'm guessing he was the only dying child in the audience yeah. that day. Just a guess. Well, you bring up all the time John Cena and how many make a wishes. Like the WWE is a company. They are amazing. I remember I reached out to Lisa one time because I had tickets, and I said, "Is anyone there? Are they a wrestling fan? If they want to go, 
take the tickets. And then I reached out to WWE and they were the most accommodating company. He was sitting great seats. And then four wrestlers went back and met, took them backstage. They, they get it as a company. Clearly, Ellen gets these requests and just tells everybody. He's just a terrible human being. You know what? Most people are good. Most people are good as uh, I forget who sung that song. Was it uh, Blake Shelton? I want to the country. Most people are good and they will do that. I mean, they're not as uh, above and beyond as John Cena, but in, you know, my experience with athletes and Red Sox players, and I mean, most people will do, if you ask them to do something, Tom Brady, if you ask him to do something for a dying child, he will do something. If you ask, Bob Kraft, he'll go above and beyond. Hell, Bobby Orr flew down to Florida with us with two kids, Jimmy Fun kids, and was the greatest, was the nicest guy you've ever seen in your life. He is special. Ellen's evil. It's just a big, big, big difference. But uh, since we had uh, so many technical difficulties, it's getting late. We got to get this done. I'm glad Turtle Boy got that off his chest. Uh, but uh, you can read him at TV Daily News. You must read him at TV Daily News. He's kind of gone national. Hopefully he'll still, you know, won't be too big to join us regularly. I mean, at some point he's going to be too big. He's going to, his ego is going to be out of control and we'll, he'll leave us in the dust, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, talk to you again next week. Aiden, thanks. Good job. And thanks to uh, Shea Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU and uh, Raycon and uh, who else, Cullinane? Uh Flagship Wealth, my bookie. Hmm, who else? That's that's all I got. That, that's good. Thanks to all those those companies. You can support us by supporting them. They're great people at great companies, and uh, I'd really appreciate you supporting them. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Cullinane. Good job. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.